right, all right. Jake. I uh, how it's gone good, man. I'm well still still riding that wave, brother. Still riding that wave. How are you doing? I'm doing great, man. I am really excited, man. That that uh this weekend, that launch, man, the, the hunger for the hustle launch, man. That was just awesome. I loved it. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Yeah. Just such a good time. We'll we'll get into all of that. But before we do, let me just introduce my guest for today. No stranger to the show. I had Eric on the show. Way back in 2020, it would have been kind of October, November 2020. The mayor of motivation, an energetic speaker with a passion for connecting, motivating others to their own actions and becoming better, bigger than themselves. Getting stuck, getting get, getting out of what Eric calls the mental quicksand. Military, military veteran and speaker and now best-selling international author, Mr. Eric C. Collier. Welcome back to the show, my friend. Thank you. Thank you, Jake. I appreciate that. That was a great introduction. And and thank you again for the opportunity to come back and, and speak with you, man. I was so excited the first time we got a chance to, to uh, talk on this podcast, man, just to see you launch this. Uh, that that time frame was just a beautiful thing. And now to be a part of this uh, again and uh, have the opportunity to share with you, I'm really excited about it. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to have you on. And um, it's all part of our journey and all part of our story, isn't it? We couldn't have got, we couldn't have been in that place if we weren't in that place. We wouldn't have got to this one. And I'm um, so, I'm just so glad we did. I, I'm wondering, Eric. You know, we're here today to kind of give people the behind the scenes version of of what happened and how it went down. And I, I believe I asked you about the book. I, I think it might have even just been after that first episode we recorded off air afterwards. Yes, sir. Did you know straight was, wasn't it? Did you know straight away what your chapter was going to be about or how, how long did that take to figure out that creative process? I didn't Jake. Um, it's, it's funny because first of all, when you asked me, I had to go through some things to actually make that decision because for years I told myself that I wasn't a writer. For years I told myself I wasn't good enough to write anything that anybody would ever be uh, able to read or pay attention to, and I wasn't a speaker. So there were things that I was telling myself that I had to come get over before I could say yes to you. The funny thing is I said yes immediately because I was in that mode where I was determined to say yes to things that were gonna challenge me. So no, I had no clue as to what I was going to write about, but I was determined that I was going to be a part of this book because I wanted to do something different. I wanted to make some changes and my saying yes was going to make those changes happen. Yeah. So you jumped out the plane without the parachute and figured it out on the way down. Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I, just start, I just start flapping my wings, man. <laughs> I, I, I know what, what a great job you did. Um, we'll get into the details of the Thank chapter you. as we as we go on in the podcast but sorry you're about to say something there you were flapping your your wings oh i was gonna say i was flapping my wings because for days it, it took me a while to to start writing i had no clue where to start how to start it and like i said it, it just it just came to me and and so how long did it take because i know for a lot of our authors i mean maybe even if i'm honest me the longest you know it took me pretty much best part of a year and a half to get that damn thing done. I, I really struggled with it. I really, um, I had imposter syndrome. I didn't think it was good enough. I didn't think I was good enough. I was conscious that because be rightly or wrongly being the leader of the project, I wanted mine to be stronger, if uh, equally as strong, if not stronger than any of the other chapters in there. It took me a while to push past all of that and realize the most important thing that was just authentic and it was my story and it came from me. Um, right. I think that's, and that's really what has come out of it for, for everyone. Everyone's is authentic and, and goes into who they are, you know, not who they're expected to be, not who they wanted to be, but who they deeply are within themselves and, the, and there's power in that. So how long did it, did it take you kind of open to close? Well, I, I, I didn't want to miss, be the one to miss deadlines. So you guys put the deadlines wow. out there and I was determined to make those deadlines. And so come hella high water, I was going to make that deadline and I was going to give you something that had some, <clears throat> excuse me, meat and potatoes. I didn't want to give you junk. And so I just 
made myself sit down and write it. And I wrote it over and over again before I gave it to you. And then you guys chopped it up. And then I just kept wanting to make sure I met those deadlines. Mm. So it was, it was a first, it was a first edit for you, really. You didn't get any, did you get any help from anyone else? Any help from I did. family, friends? Or, you did. I, I, did. Yeah. I did get some help. Of. I, I sent you the first one and Irene mm-hmm. came back and goes, well, you know, here's some things that we looked at. Here's what we saw. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. here's Denise Nichols' number. Ah, <laughs> oh, you went with Denise. Yeah. Yeah. You might want to call her. <laughs> so I got a chance to work with her and she's just awesome. Just she sat and listened to me and really helped me out with uh, outlining the story and putting it together. So I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm really blessed to uh, have the opportunity to do that. Yeah. Big shout out to Denise Nicholson. Yes. You're awesome. <laughs> she, you are awesome. You know, there's certain people who, if they weren't around this project, wouldn't have got across the line. Denise is one of them. Irene <laughs> is another one. Michael's oh, yeah. another one. Amina's another one. Look, you know, I said it on the last podcast with Jay, but it's true. It takes it takes a, a village to build a family at the end of the day. Yes. And, uh, yes. and we became indirectly uh, a, a kind of a bit of a wacky family, but a family in this in this, in this process, right? <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's 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 great. Could you see? Could you have seen it coming, Eric? Because I'm not. I had the vision, of course, and I had yes. the goal, but you just don't know how much impacts you're going to make I- and have, do you? I, 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 when you, when you first put it out, I was like, I was really excited about it, even though I was going to knew I was going to be challenged. Um, I, I saw the vision, but, and then as it kind of stretched out, I was a little worried that it wasn't going to get out. And I was a little worried, you know, what was going on, but I figured in due time it would take place. And so I just sat back and, and wanted to be patient because I knew that there's, there's a process that has to take place. Everything doesn't go as planned. I believe that every time, my plan fails is, or my plan goes in a different direction. It's for a specific reason. I've got to learn something new. I've got a new challenge that I've got to overcome. And so when my plan changes, I just look at it as, Hey, there's a new opportunity and challenge for me to become better. And so just in that patience, I've learned so many different things along the way that now I'm here operating in a different mindset. And so I've truly enjoyed it. And I know that I wasn't the only one in the book that had challenges. And that was what the the beautiful thing about this project was we're people from different countries and we're all battling the same challenges, the challenges that happened six, what is six inches in here, right? (laughs) We got the challenges between our ears that, that, that tells us, you know what? You're still not good enough. I don't care what you do. I don't care what you put yourself on. You're not good enough, but we've got to be able to say, you know what? Yes, I am. And it takes a while for us to be able to come out of that, old habits and behaviors of what we tell ourselves. I always tell, I always say that what I tell myself, I sell myself. And so I have to watch how I speak to myself because if I tell myself I'm no good, I'm more apt to believe I'm no good. But if I tell myself I'm the greatest of all time, I'm gifted, I'm beautiful. I can handle this no matter what. Bring it on, baby. Let's rock and fire. I got this. That's what hypes me a- up. That's what keeps me going because I do believe that I'm gifted. I do believe I'm talented. And it took me a while to believe that outside of sports. You know, so I know that, like I said, any challenge that I come upon that changes the plan that I have, there's a reason behind it. Yeah, well, I think you've, you've great words, Eric, and you've touched on it there. Every, everyone had the challenges within the book. Ironically, the book called "Struggles to Success." Struggles to success. It's a tongue twister, guys. You've got to be careful. Struggles to success yes. became in itself a struggle for many of those to now reach the success that they've, yes. they've, they've got from it, and only just getting started, which is the most exciting thing. Um, Quick shout out to Sonada on the side. Sonada has been a great supporter of the of the book, Hello, and has that, in fact got 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 her own book out, which I, I, I bought yesterday. Um, oh, I'm looking forward oh. to that coming coming in the mail. So, congratulations, congratulations Sonada, indeed. So it's and it, it, everyone has those struggles. Everyone has that imposter syndrome. Whether you tell yourself you can or you can't, you're right either way. I think Henry Ford right. came out with that one, and mindset is everything as as was laid out and and you're what you've just said i think really draws parallels 
from your chapter, knock out that unexpected opponent and that 352, if I remember rightly, day, yeah. which was probably, from the sound of things, one of, one of the most difficult years of your life. Oh, yes. 352 days of being laid off because when I went into it, because of the nature of the, the industry I work in, I really and truly expected to be back to work with, you know, after getting a severance pay, my vacation pay, basically getting kind of a bonus and coming back to work in the same position, the same building, same chair within a matter of weeks. And it didn't happen yep. that way. And, no, and, and that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> Sorry. So, and that, Sorry. That's okay. And as that plan fell through, man, it, 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 it really got challenging, you know, um, you know, what, what people don't know is prior to that layoff, a few years earlier, my wife had gotten laid off and we were faced with a similar challenge. But because of my income, I was able to, we were able to kind of over, over, overcome it. It was still a challenge, but I wasn't the one going through it. I was more of doing my role, which was normally take over, make sure things happen, make sure everything holds is held together and we were, we're still afloat. And you know, be there for her. But this time it was, it was, a, it was a little different twist to it. Right. I had to be there for her, find a way to keep us afloat. And I had to, you know, do, do a lot of things where inside here I was struggling, man. I was struggling with man as a, as a, as an, as a, as a man, I've always been taught you to provide her. I wouldn't provide. And I was coming up short, you know, uh, I'm, I'm telling my wife, you know, she's coming home and I want to show her something that I've done. And I'm saying, I've got nothing. I'm putting my resume out. I got nothing. And then there was a kind there's a point where I'm telling her, Oh, I got an interview and I got no job. I've got an interview. I got the job. I don't have a job. So it was just up and down roller coaster ride. And even though, you know, at that time I still, I was working a, a job that I had, I had a part-time job that I picked up when she had gotten laid off, I was working that seven days a week and we were still coming up short. You're like, man, I can't, you know, what do I do? And sometimes I even worked at UPS as well for a while, just trying to work those jobs, trying to make it happen. And it took me back to when I was 19, 20 years old, when we first got started. My wife and I've been together 33 years. And so when we first got started, that's what I was doing, working two jobs, trying to make things happen. Sometimes three when we found out my son was coming. And it took me back to that moment where I'm doing everything I could, but it wasn't working. It wasn't enough. And so what can I do next? And at that point, man, I had some some aha moments that <laughs> that just said, hey, man, you can't control everything. You don't you know, you're not going to be able to fix this problem. There's some things that you can work on and that's only you and everything else. You're going to have to let it flow. And so that's that mindset is what I took on. And it, and it, it was tough for my wife to understand at first because we were, you know, we're so used to trying to juggle everything, but you know what happens when you try to juggle everything, you soon drop everything. And so we were trying to control everything. And I had to show her as we stopped worrying about the things that we can't control the game changes. And so when we got that notice that said they're going to take the house away from us. And I told her, look, that's not going to happen. I told her, tore the thing up. I told her it's not going to happen. And, you know, there were days we were out lights. We were out, we were out water without water. It was freezing outside. We were trying to think, put, put things together. Um, but through it all, man, you know, she started seeing that it was, the game was changing, you know, and eventually I went back to work uh, like I said, 352 days later. And the funny thing is I worked another five months, got laid off again <laughs> for another three months. And uh, so we, we pretty much had started it over again. But because we had gone through that 352 days, we were able to work through that, man. And so, mm. you know, the whole challenge, man, became I learned that you can't control everything. Right. Nobody's going to help you. You've got to be the one to take charge. And the way you take charge is focusing on what you can control. And all I could control was how I reacted to when the lights went out, how I reacted when the water was was off, you know, how I reacted when those bills came in that I didn't have money to pay for it. And it was just, hey, OK, it came in. Let's keep moving. Let's go focus on what we can control. And, you know, like I said uh, I, I started doing something that 
I had never done before. And that was seeing problems as opportunities and challenges to become better. And what I would do every time I felt like I felt a little overwhelmed or I felt a little stressed out or I felt that problems just kept hitting me in the face and I was staggering up against the ropes, I would just look up and I go, thank you for this opportunity, chest and challenge to get better. I know you got me. Thank you very much. And I would do that, man. And I do that to this day uh, because I know, you know, that's where my strength comes from. That's the reason I had this unconquerable spirit, man, you know? And so I just keep pushing because I know nobody's going to do it for me. I've got to do it for myself. So with that, man, it's, it's been a beautiful ride, a beautiful journey and a beautiful experience because I look at now, man, I'm so excited, man. And, you know, <laughs> Uh, the air conditioning. Every time I talk to you, Jake, this this fan, man. <laughs> ah, excuse me, excuse me. Yeah, but um, every time, man, I, I I look at you know this weekend, man. You know, two time best in, in international best selling uh, co author, man. That's something that I could never see for Eric Collier, and I've gotten a chance to speak on international and national stages with. Les Brown and Dr. Dr. Uh, uh, Drew and John Tellerico and Corey Poirier, Randy Spelling. I've gotten to speak on stages that I never saw myself speaking on before. And even though I've gotten to those chances to inspire people over in over 20 different countries, man, I, I, I know that where I was, you know, stuck in that mental quicksand, telling myself I wasn't good enough, that my life would never get better, that I was falling short as a parent, as a father. And we were struggling, man, trying to find a way. I know now, man, that lesson that I learned was I got to be grateful for what I've got. The opportunities uh, that come to me and the challenges and tests that come to my way are all about making me better. And so that's why now I focus on helping people free themselves from that mental quicksand that holds them back from really introducing themselves to the best version of them. I want everybody to just ask themselves, what could the best version of me accomplish? What can the best version of me change for myself and my family? Because I see myself now on a movement that I was not on before. I was stuck, man, and I would have been there for the rest of my life had I not changed things for myself, had I not decided that this is no longer going to be. So I want everybody to think about that for themselves. What could the best version of you accomplish What's out there for you? Something's out there waiting on you to become the best version of you to experience it. And man, I'm telling you, the movement, man, that movement to be able to change the direction, the path that your family was on, the path I was on was taking my family down a road. That was a path that was continued on from generations and generations before me. Now, the mindset is focus on what I can control, create the life I want to live and teach my grandchildren the same thing. And so that's what we're working on now. And I see the change in my immediate family here in my, uh, you know, in this area here in the Washington DC area, my brother, sister, my mother, my cousins, my, uh, some of my cousins and some of my nieces and nephews, man. And, uh, you know, it's just uh, been a beautiful journey. A beautiful journey indeed. And, and, and very well, very well, explained and articulated is the word i'm looking for Eric, for yourself there and i think there's a there's a defining moment in your story in them 352 days when things were as 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 bad as it could ever get now, i actually didn't know some of the things you said there I, I didn't know the power got cut i didn't know there was no water what i do know is that you know you came from yeah military background and then the skills yes. some of the skills that you'd learned in that in, in the military were then lent to to a job outside of being in active service. Yes. Um, a technical job that was a very well-paying job. Yes. And and when you get used to that lifestyle and the rug gets taken from under you, it's very hard to keep sustaining it right. And, yeah. and it just got deeper and darker and the spiral went down and down. Um, yes. But I know there's a defining moment where you a shift within you where something changed and you started operating in a different way yes 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 that uh, like i said that that moment man <laughs> so i i it, it, it happened back to back man you know when you're when you when your bills are behind the phone keeps ringing right and you can run from it 
but they keep ringing. <laughs> and this, there's, there was this night that I spent at least 20 minutes. know when i was going to get back to work and when you know and so he was like okay cool understanding and everything else the very next day he calls back and i pick up the phone and at that time what you can't talk about is checks budgets uh bills and bank accounts because those start a lot of arguments because there's a lot of tension there especially when you feeling less than what you you know feeling less than a man basically because i couldn't provide and so that guy calls and he says mr collier you know i'm calling about this bill i said did i just i just told you yesterday i didn't have the money to pay it and this is why i didn't have the money well when are you gonna pay it whoa hold up man look when i get the money I said, when I get the money, I'll call you. And I hung up the phone. And I told my wife at that moment, look, from here on out, I'm not answering any of these phone calls. These bills can keep coming through. But all we're going to do is focus on what we can control. And that was it, man. I just, I was so, I mean, I didn't necessarily say it that nice. But (laughs) I was so ticked off. I just talked to you the day before and you calling me back again. But he's on a mission to get his money, right? He doesn't care. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, trying to get people to explain when I was getting, so I would, I would, get, I was talking to you about the jobs, right? I'd get a job interview, and Mr. Collier. That was a great job. We want to hire you. Here's the paperwork. Boom! I sign out, fill out the paperwork, and they say, "Here, Mr. Collier, here's your start date." Boom! The start date would come, come close, and they go, "Mr. Collier, we can't bring you on board." Like, what do you mean? Your, your pay, your credit's bad. Your bills are behind. We don't know when we'll be able to make that happen. And I and it happened, I, I'd say at least happened four or five times. And so you'd go so for So right there, you, so, so you didn't, sorry, I had to, because that's interesting. You didn't, they wouldn't give you the job because you had, because of the financial situation you're in. Right, yes. That's what, yeah. that's what you call a vicious circle right there, right? Because yeah. how are you meant to get out of that one? So you got exactly. out of that someone, someone, someone just saw through that and gave you the chance and said, look, that stuff, because that, I can't even see why that matters. <laughs> yeah. Make any well, sense? In, in my field, that's part of the hiring process. Your credit, your bills got to be at a certain, okay. certain level and they've got to be able to bring you on board. In some, in some cases, it's faster than longer. And so uh, you've got to go through an approval process. And like I said, they would they would they would say, Mr. Kai, we can't bring you on board. I'm like, why? They said, well, because of those reasons. I said, well, who do I need to talk to? There's nobody to talk to. And when I finally got an organization to allow me to talk to the one person that I thought could help me, he goes, I'm sorry, there's nothing I can do. <laughs> I was oh. like, wow. So I was like, don't you understand? I'm like, when I'm working, my bills are paid. I'm not working now. That's why my bills aren't paid, right? You're talking about yeah. taking yeah. my six-figure income and now it's, you know, shot. Uh, you know, so it, it was it was a tough one, man. And I was looking for, I was calling around trying to get people to listen. Nobody would listen. So, you know, it, 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 I just took on that mindset, man. Look, the only person that's going to do it is me. And the only way I can do it is the best way I know how is just put my head down, keep grinding and doing what I believe is the right way and just keep thanking for the opportunity, tests and challenges. And that's what I did, man. And I just busted my butt, man. Like I said, seven days a week, I'm cleaning toilets. I'm uh, cleaning showers, I'm picking trash up, I'm doing that. I'm going to UPS, I'm I'm loading up four trucks a night and then going back and doing it again, man. So that's that's what I did. Yeah, just grinding, just grinding. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you that hustle, baby. Exactly right. I'm good for the hustle, man. Other way, I'm good for the hustle. But I think um, you you're right, man. No one's co- you know, I, I learned that in some of the You've got family, you've got friends, sure, you've got people you can rely on, but no one else is going to take the actions you need to take to get you out of that mental quicksand, right? And right. out of that physical quicksand as well when it comes to things yeah. like finances. Yeah. You know, life doesn't come with a life jacket. No one's coming to save you. No one no. is coming to save you. You <laughs> entered this world in you entered this world in on your own, you know, with a little bit of help. Um, but yeah. you're gonna leave it by by yourself with with no with no help. And I think I think that can be it can be a trap that people fall into. They think, oh, look, if stuff doesn't work out, you know, it's okay. This this will what this will happen, and that will happen, and and you know, um, 
the, the government will look after me or, you know, someone will look after me. That, that's still, that, those days are gone, man. The government yeah. can't even afford its own bills, let alone looking after <laughs> right. you, you know. <laughs> so yeah. it's like yeah. you've got, you yeah. got to figure it out and, and, and you've got to do whatever you can to make, make things meet and make things work. And quite clearly you did that. And, yeah. But do you think was the part before you got to right? Let's just be thankful for this. Let's be grateful for this and turn this around. Thank that higher power, and just work with what I got in front of me. Take one step at a time. Obviously, then there was a shift. I know you started listening to a lot of positive messages. Oh yes, and reaffirming that to yourself. But and then usually when you do that, there's there's usually quite a quick shift. But it didn't seem like it was that. It transpired that fast for you. you. You did that, and it was still months later. And yeah. Things still weren't really turning around. <laughs> no, yeah. You just because you change the day doesn't mean that the world changes tomorrow. And so, you know, I I would I would listen. I would put my headphones on, and I began to listen to uh, Dr. Vincent Peale and the power of positive thinking. And there was this one video that I would focus on where he talked about how people view problems and I would listen to it over and over again. He talked about how he ran into a guy he knew who was complaining about the world and how problems, 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 problems were affecting his life and how he wished he didn't have any problems. And he said, if he knew that there was a place where there was any problems, he'd go there today. And so the doctor sat there and thought about it for a while. And he said, I know of a place where you can go. <laughs> or he said, where you will never have to worry about any problem. He said, and the guy goes, where really? Where I want to know where this place is. He said, "The cemetery down the road." <laughs> he said, "There are people there who no longer have a problem." <laughs> yeah, and that's what I realized, man. Problems are a part of life, man. Problems. Um, I thought about this this quote yesterday. Uh, you know, adversity creates legends, right? And that's that's what it does, right? Adversity allows you to find out exactly who you are, and it's when you hit your lowest point that you find out whether, like I talked about in the book, you're a man or a mouse. And those people who live life as a mouse find themselves in that same situation for the rest of them, their lives. Woe is me playing the victim. And they never introduce themselves to the best version of them. Those people who are determined to face their problems head on. One of my poems is one of my favorite poems is when you, uh, step into a problem, you know, meet it squarely face to face. And I think that is titled See It Through. And I think that's very important because when you see your problems through, then you can, like I said, see the opportunity in the problem that you're facing and you get to work your way through it. And every time you try to avoid a problem, it just comes back even two times as hard, two times as tougher. And so I, I embrace the fact that I made a decision finally to commit to living a, a larger life because I, I could have continued on that same path where I was no longer just trying to create a new life, believing in myself. I could have stayed on that path and we could have still lost the house. We could have been homeless. We could have been back in my parents' house or somebody else's house trying to find a, you know, find our way out. But because I, like I said, stood up to that, problem and started embracing the fact that these are challenge tests and opportunities for me to get better man the game changed for us and now like i said i i would have never met you guys had i not done that isn't that true isn't that true because did you listen were you always someone who'd listened to started with dr norman vincent peel of course he was a mentor of of mr brown yes. and then mr brown you know passed it passed it down passed it on started working with some of us and that's how yeah. we met. And then that's how the podcast became. You became on the podcast. The podcast became the book, which just went out this right. weekend. You can just, yeah. you never know. I, I like to say you never know where life's going to take you, but with a clear vision and a goal and a good intention, yeah. the world can just open up for you and take you to places you could never have dreamed or imagined of. Nobody, nobody could have told me, Eric, when I embarked on this journey, that I would have been part of a collaborating co-editor co-creator in a book that with one of my heroes les brown and a bunch of friends who then became my heroes through their writing in the book no one could have told me that would have been the case i i i believed you because uh you know i've got some big vision but 
Right. I'm not too sure if I if I would have just um, saw it saw it through. And, and actually, you're right, Eric. You're right, man. You know, you said there, uh, and you're quite right. You were to be concerned that was it going to come through? Was the book actually going to happen? You know, I had I had some moments myself where I questioned whether it was going to happen. But what drove me through that, I think, is a similar things to what drove you through your difficult time, and that is that I am better than this, and I am not a victim of my circumstance nor of my environment and actually i hold the key to it all you know there's a key on the front of the book and the yeah. key is a a reference and an ode to you having the key to your own life and unlocking your own future and that's what it. people need to remember who are watching this you know that yes. like it doesn't matter how hard things get you know sonada said it real well here in the comments after every hardship and ease is coming keep going just keep on Keep on. Hey, I tell you what, Eric, I'm going to take one of your, it's one of yours here. Just keep pushing because no one's going to do it for you. <laughs> That's right. Just keep pushing because nobody's going to do it for you. My mom always told yeah. me nobody's going to give you anything. You're going to have to go out there if you want it. You got to go out there and work hard to go get it. Did I lose you? And you certainly did. So let's fast forward. Let's press on this a little bit about. Uh, yeah. Sorry, did you? Is there? A, you got me? No, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. It's, it's um, cool. press that fast forward button and bring it up to. It's, yeah, it's a little bit laggy, but I think it's um, it's all good. This this technology, man, it's been playing gremlins with me. We had some gremlins at, for our launch at the weekend, but just to let everyone yeah. know as well, that, that launch was meant to go out live. I could not get that audio working. I nearly threw my laptop through the window here. Didn't though, kept my cool. Uh, but it's all been didn't. recorded and it's been stitched together. <laughs> I would have been in trouble if I did. Um, I'm not that sort of guy. It's all been recorded and stitched together. And, and I think, do you know what a great thing about this is, Eric? That it's all been documented. It's all been documented yeah. right from before, from the moment it was conceived, all the way through that journey, then back to it getting out there into the world. And it's only just getting started. You know, it, it is, genuinely it is. is only getting started. We've we've released the the ebook version, the physical version. Which let's be honest, you know, people like an ebook. People, some some people prefer an ebook, but you can't yeah. beat just cracking the spine of a good physical book, there, can you, man? That's you, just, right. you know, and that smell as well. You know that mm, that smell it. of a book. The older, the older, it's like wine. It's like wine. Yeah, they get better with age. They just smell better. I don't know where that musty smell comes from, but it's. Yeah. I've had people ask me when when we're gonna release the hard copy, or the, you know the, the the paperback something, yeah. and so I told them be on the lookout January February time frame. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be there January February, and then then it's gonna be the audio book, which is I love the fact that we're recording our own chapters in there. And yes. the other thing with an audio book that's really cool that you see a lot of people doing now is because it's an audio book and it's always done a little bit after the writing was done, you know, people can go a little bit off script in there and go, hey, look, I just wanted to add this in because it was two years since I wrote this or a right. year or 18, you know, six months, 18 months. And there's nothing better than hearing someone's story through their own voice. I know, tell you someone who did it exceptionally well and has a voice of liquid gold that's just always a pleasure to listen to matthew mcconaughey in his recent book green lights i don't know if you've yeah. clocked that one eric but he yeah. is of course a texan and and i'm sure many people watching this will know his voice but it's it's you just can't beat hearing someone's voice in their own story another another mentor of mine and someone who i hold in high regard and have learned so much from gary vaynerchuk another person yeah. who does all his own books in his own voice I think it's the only way it could be for us, actually, in an effort for us to be to stay on task and on 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 trend with the voice of the book, which is authenticity. Um, yes. Sometimes you hear people do an audio book; they've got a professional reader in, and they're trying to, you know, read it as they receive it, and that the tone sometimes doesn't quite hit the mark with it. I find. So I agree. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's there's so much more to come. Um, but tell me, Eric, what was your favorite yeah. part of our launch of the weekend? What was the part you, you enjoyed the most? There's lots to hearing enjoy. That we were two time, excuse me, hearing that we were international bestsellers in four different categories, all which are part of the industry in which we are in. And I am truly excited about that because that just 
and like I said before, I I could have never imagined see Eric Collier as my or as my mom and dad named me. Cecil Eric Collier is a, an international best-selling co-author or author or whatever, however you want to pronounce it. It just it just blew my mind, man. Just to sit there and think about where I was at the moment. You know, uh, when we when I started this journey, I was 30 years old. I'm 53 now. And mm-hmm. at 30 years old, man, uh, uh, it, it's taken me. It took me the time we're talking about in the book, 2013 to, to, to 2015 time frame. Right. And uh, so, you know, the time that has taken me to really commit to chasing my dream, because I knew in 2004, I wanted to work with Les Brown. I said it. I told a friend of mine in the office space we were working in. I said, look, I want to work with Les Brown. I want to speak on stage with Les Brown. I want to learn from Les Brown. And I was so stuck in the mental quicksand of not believing in myself, not believing I was good enough that when I had Les Brown on the phone, I couldn't even commit to that. I was so scared and just like, no, not me. There's no way I could do it. And but in 2000, by the time 2015 hit and that storm came through and just cleaned out my whole doubt, fear and worry and, and about, you know, what, what I was going to do with my life. I, I knew then uh, after hearing him speak on stage that day, I called him uh, right after we got finished with that um, Get Motivated conference where he spoke and he spoke in his office and his back was hurting. And I sat there and the longer I watched him, I'm like. I got to do this. This is going to happen. I told my wife, I leaned over and I said, I'm going to chase my dream. I'm going to speak on stage. And so I called him afterwards and I told him, you know, I'm the one I'm going to speak in your. uh, I'm going to learn from you and I'm going to speak on stage. And uh, even then, because we were coming out of that, that (laughs) we were coming out of that uh, bankruptcy stat status or going, uh, going through it. I couldn't commit financially, so I just did the next best thing, which was I started working on myself at home, and I started putting together little blogs here and there on LinkedIn. And uh, when when my LinkedIn account got hacked, I started doing live Facebooks. And then by that time, we 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 were sitting at home with a lot of time on our hands because COVID hit, and uh, the Les Brown Power Voice came about, and man, that was my opportunity, and I I jumped right on it. So I, I look at. Anybody who finds themselves stuck, anybody who wakes up saying that there's got to be more, they're wanting more in life, they don't know how to go about doing it, stop worrying about the how, just get up and do it the best way you know how. And sooner or later, great people like Jake and Michael and Irene and uh, Jenna McKay and Bayetta, people like who are in this book are going to come into your life and they're going to help you create the opportunity you're looking for. You just got to get it started. You can't wait on anybody else. You can't hope somebody's going to come and save you. You've got to go out and do it yourself. You owe it to yourself. And if you have a family, you owe it to your family because you are the one who can create this movement that you're looking for. The movement, the momentum shift is all you need. And it starts with you. Once you get that momentum shift started, the movement will take place. It may not happen overnight. It may not happen 30, 90, 120 days. It will happen as long as you're moving forward. You just keep pushing because things are going to change for you. And I encourage everybody to get out of that mindset of I can't and start believing in yourself and saying I can. Yes, sir. Rock and fire, brother. That's all That's right. accurate, That's and correct, fire. true. 100%. 100%. <laughs> just truth, man. Raw truth. You know, your mess becomes your message. Your test becomes yeah. your testimony. You've heard it a hundred times. And that's what we're dealing with right here. You know, many reasons why this book didn't come to fruition earlier. And, um, you know, actually, if you're watching this, guys, and you haven't got your copy yet, I've just dropped in the comments. If you haven't got your copy, you better have a good excuse. You know, if I've got your address, <laughs> I encourage you to be knocking on copy. your door. Hey, hey, I just want to talk to you. I want to, <laughs> I want to pick on that. So, you know, you you picked up, you know, that's something I, I hit you with uh, when we first started this. Uh, that quote, let's rock, uh, let's rock and fire, big fella, right? That's a quote that uh, came from my baseball coach uh, years ago. His name was Norm Trimble. He's since passed away. Uh, but he would tell us that when we would be on the pitching mound or in the middle of a game and we're struggling, he goes, hey, I need you, big man. I need you. Let's take a deep breath, step back, and rock and fire. 
And that's what we used to do, man. And and that would calm you down a little bit and you just get back into the game, man. You because you get distracted, man. When when adversity hits, man, you're not expecting it, it, it just hits and it takes you, it takes the wind out of you, man. It, it hurts. And you're expecting to perform well. You're expect, suspected to do, or you're expecting to do everything right, the way you practiced it, the way you planned it. But things go wrong. And when you have it, you have to have somebody to bring you back because so you don't get distracted. So you can get that focus back in and hone in on the goal, the dream, the 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 in in uh in point. And so that hey, I need you. Take a deep breath, step back, let's rock and fire. That's it, man. You, you keep telling yourself that one all day long. I mean, it, it reminds me of him sitting over there on the, on the sideline up against the, the fence at the dugout. He's kneeling down. He said, hey, Big Cease. That's what he used to call me. Big Cease. I need you, big man. I need you. <laughs> man, I tell you, that that was it, that was cool, man. But yeah, man, it's, this has been a, uh, I encourage people, man, you've got to find a way to talk to yourself better than accepting the negative stuff that you tell yourself. We're so, we're so conditioned to tell that to believe the negative stuff about us and when we're told hey you have greatness in you right you're like i don't greatness in me what i'm not muhammad ali i'm not michael jordan i'm not um who was it? matt Mc matthew mcconaughey i'm not all these people who Denzel washington that you see on stage and these celebrities but you don't have to be that you have this greatness inside of you and that greatness is the power that you have to create a new life, to create a better life for you and your family, to be able to impact the lives of others. Think about this, Jake. And I talk about the puzzle all the time, right? We go back to how we all landed in the power voice, right? And we all started working on our two to three minute speech together. What brought us there? The decisions that we made up until that point. And then once once we did what we were doing, we're creating a puzzle for our life, our lives. We all connected our puzzles at the power voice and we stuck together. And from that, now we created this book, Hunger for the Hustle. Now we're creating the community Hunger for the Hustle. And now we're being able to get these books out to where we're impacting the lives of others. And so now our puzzle just becomes this infinite puzzle. And, and through that, we get to help other people change their lives or impact the lives of others. I mean, man, I'm telling you, this is bigger than a journey. <laughs> the journey takes us along to connect to, to Jake, mm -hmm. connect to Michael, to connect to Irene. But the puzzle that we put together, man, it's a beautiful thing. You're absolutely right. You've, you've, you've made something apparent to me there that I didn't even think about. We, we are really now creating a community at a global yeah. scale. You know, and yeah. that sounds like a, 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 a big, a big, yeah, it is, man. It, I, I actually put something up yesterday. So I say, join the movement, buy the book, join the movement. You know, and, yeah. and of course, Eric's isn't the only story in there. There's 27 of the stories, all yeah. talking about adversity, all talking about the struggles to success in a variety of different things. They're not just financial. They're not financial things, not all financial things, people losing their jobs. There's sometimes people losing their spirit, their loved ones, their, their yeah. themselves, um, mm -hmm. you know, or, or even. And then there's some other so there's some other stuff which isn't as deep and dark in there. There's some light hard stuff as well. My my own mother wrote a chapter in there, which is just something that's phenomenal for me and, and will become part of mine and her legacy. That it was just about her, her traveling overseas and, and and getting used to different cultures, you know, which isn't something amazingly difficult or challenging. It's actually quite a nice a nice um, endearing story. All the stories are endearing, but yeah, it, there's a real what I'm trying to portray here and convey is that it's, it's a real book of variety and I genuinely yeah. believe that anyone who picks it up I'm not just saying this because I'm trying to sell it although buy your copy um, <laughs> there's something then there's something in there for everyone and you know yeah. for just uh, what it still is let's get it up right here what it still is up uh, a couple of dollars you know yeah. it's um, it's it's something that it's an investment that you're going to want to make and that, and for Jake, yourself to, and to, for, for those around you as well. Yeah. I'm sorry for interrupting. I just, I, I just didn't, didn't want the thought to get away. Mm -hmm. And you talk about your mother, even your sister, right. Are on here in this book. Think about that, Jake. That's the movement right there. 
you, your mom, and your sister doing this. This is awesome right here. I sat there and I watched you guys Saturday. I thought that was just a beautiful thing, man. Uh, the celebration, man. Mom's got her wine. She's celebrating and she's happy. Her son, her daughter, you know, I, I loved it, man. I love it. The grandson there, or granddaughter, right? Grandson. Grandson, I apologize. Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, in the picture, yeah. and I yeah. thought that was just a beautiful thing, man. Uh, I love that, and so that's the movement we're talking about because mindsets change, and even you know her story to her and to anybody else who reads it, they may see it as oh, that was a pretty fun thing. But if your mom, let's say, is an introvert, let's say your mom has anxiety around a lot of different people, then that becomes a different story. Whereas somebody else looks at that and goes, mm -hmm. these are the challenges that I face when I'm stepping into a new environment and I don't know anybody or I'm around a group of people I've never, you know, I don't know or I've never expected to be around. It's a, you know, it's a different story, but we all face different challenges. And I think the fact that 28 different stories and they're not, you know, um, <laughs> they're not everyday stories. You know, they, they're, they, they come with some challenges that I think everybody can learn from the different tips and techniques that we all use to come out of it to, you know, say, Hey, look, if they can do it, I can do it too. Yeah, exactly right. That's it. Just everyday people all pick for a reason, for a reason, with a reason to spread their message. Yeah. You know, we, the people or in all of this were handpicked. I thought about who I thought about who I was asking. I thought about how the story that they had told me in this very own podcast that we're in now about 600 days ago for some of them, some like yourself, mm -hmm. I thought, can that story transmit onto the page? And is it powerful enough indeed to be conveyed in such a way that it will, will help someone make it to where they otherwise couldn't get to without that help. And I think we did a good damn job of doing that, Eric. So I commend you on, on your chapter and your work and, and, and the community that we're building. And um, I'm just not, I'm not just trying to put wind, wind, wind in your sails here, but genuinely you have done a good job. It, it's been a, an honor to work with you and with the rest of the team. And I'm just so excited for what's to come, man. Like I said, we're just getting started and, um, you know, our, our end goal for this, you know what the end vision is, you know, and let's, uh, I can see it now, that speaking tour, you know, us on the tour bus, just <laughs> just reeling it off after the shows, hitting the next city, you know, in, inspiring another few thousand yeah. people, you right. know, and, and, and it's, it's going to, it's going to, when you work on something that's bigger than you, you become bigger, and I don't mean that in a physical sense. You know, I'm six foot four, right. I get much bigger. I'm going to struggle getting through doorways. <laughs> <laughs> but what I mean, it, it it grows you in your spirit, and that grows you in your mindset, and then that yeah. grows your energy, and then that grows your life, the way you interact with others, and the way that others interact with you. And unknowingly, yeah. you actually have an impact on the world in everything that you do. Um, and sometimes, you know, like Norm Trimble did for you, that impact yeah. is going to last way after you're actually even left this earth and, yes. and you, you pass it on. That's legacy. You know, that's what yeah. we're orchestrating here. And that is why we, we want you to, to, to be a part of it and, and get a part, get a part of this book, right? Because um, yeah. it's, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be something that you're going to enjoy more than anything, I think is, is yeah. the main thing. Yes. I think that's, that's, that's been the, you, you hit it right on the nail, but you hit the nail right on the head, man. Life is bigger than us. And when we realize that life is bigger than us and what we want, then that's when life changes for us because it's about us, but it's not about us. It's about the lives that we're able to impact this, the talents that we bring to this world aren't for us to just hold on to and take them to the grave. They're for us to solve a problem. They're to us to fix a disease or help solve, uh, cure a disease. They're for us to help people come out of situations that many people don't come out of. And so when we're not 
doing that, when we don't have uh, understanding of our purpose or our goal in life, what happens is we begin to get stuck and we find ourselves there as what I call a member of the walking dead society until we're dead and we're gone. You know, so we're just basically walking this earth, wandering as, 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 uh, uh, what is it? A wandering generality is what, uh, we used to hear uh, all the time. And you're just hoping that, you know, either you die tomorrow or somebody will save you. And that's not the life you want to live. You're not put on this earth to do that. You're here to produce, you're here to uh, be creative and to help others. And so I think, like I said, life is bigger than me. Life is bigger than the woes and the sorrows that I have. And so I've got to keep going, keep pushing because every day that's a chance for me to get better. And as I get better, I get a chance to prove and lead others and help them understand that we can create a movement that is going to change this world. Yes, 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 sir. That's, that's the why. That's the why. That's why you got to adopt. You know, I've said it. I've said it once. I'll say it twice on this podcast. The mess becomes the message. And just because you might be listening to this, you might be in that quicksand right now. Don't worry. It's not going to swallow you up. It's not going to no. swallow you up. The, the, the that quicksand hasn't got the capacity to swallow you up because you've got power and greatness within you that is yes. way bigger than anything that has taken out of you. You know, you are way bigger than anything that is trying to be taken away from you. Your positive power is way stronger than your your negative power. I'm going to try and do something clever here, which and I don't know really what I'm trying because these clever things haven't been working out too well for me lately. But I'm going to try and share. We've got the book right here. Here it is, <laughs> Hunger for the Hustle, Volume 1, 28 Stories of Struggles to Success. You'll see it there, the Kindle edition, because that's, that's what it is right now. It's the ebook, the digital version. And just to let you know, everyone, that doesn't mean that you need to have a physical Kindle. It doesn't mean you need to have a Kindle device. If you download it and you haven't got a Kindle, it's going to take you to the app. You can download the app on any phone, any tablet, and then you can read it on anything. You get a little sneak preview if you click over here. If you've got your Amazon or your Kindle subscription already, it's not going to cost you a cent. Don't worry. We still get paid, but that's all good. Um, we still get to give our portion to charity because we'll get onto that in a minute, but the proceeds of the book do go to charity. And then even if you aren't a member of the Kindle, anything over here, then right over here, it's only two ninety eight, two ninety eight. And let me tell you, pretty much after this podcast finishes in, in the next 10 or 15 minutes, you're not going to be paying that price. So if you're watching this now, then get it now because I want you to get a, a I want you to get it to the breast. That's a beautiful thing, Jake. <laughs> yeah. And, there you go. Some technology that actually worked for me for once. It's been a bit of a struggle lately. <laughs> the links in the links in the comments as well. So pick up pick up your copy for less than a coffee. That's what we like to say. Pick up your copy for less than a coffee. It's five to eight in the morning here. Really, you know, I've been up a couple of hours, a few hours, but we're just just getting started, just getting rock and fired. And I really can't think of a, a better way to start the day than to chop it up with one of my fellow authors, fellow best-selling authors, I should say, and, and someone who's committed to making themselves and the world a better place. So, man, it's been great to chop it up with you, bro, and uh, I appreciate you. Hey, We're going to take it to just keep climbing, keep climbing. we got no choice, Jake. Uh, we got no choice, man. We started something here that we got to finish. Like you said, we can't stop <laughs> now. <That's it. laughs> There's no way I'm stopping. Ain't we no stopping us now. <laughs> gotta keep pushing, baby. We gotta keep pushing. I, I thank you again for giving me the opportunity to join you. I, 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 this this really started a whole new uh, journey. You know, part of my putting the puzzle together because you know now I've co-authored four books. Two of them now are international best-selling co uh, bestsellers, and. I've gotten to speak on stage at Columbia University and like I said, in 20 different countries. And I know that had I not been in that moment where I was at my lowest, feeling less than a man, feeling less than a husband and a parent and not being able to provide for my family, I would not now be focused on helping other individuals free themselves from that mental quicksand so they could live a life free, uh, elevate their lives and be free of what holds them back. So, man, I'm going to tell you, this this was uh, huge for me, and I really thank you for giving me this opportunity, and I'm looking forward to being an ambassador of Hunger for the Hustle for the rest of my life. 
Oh, my pleasure, man. That's such a kind thing to say, and it means so much to me. And just thanks for for doing such a great job. You've been a pleasure to work with, as has everyone that's been involved. And I mean that everyone's been a pleasure to work with. Some have been a little bit more difficult than others, but all a pleasure. You know, all adds value to to the journey. It's uh, yeah. it's not going to be easy, and nor should it be. And this hasn't been easy. You know, I got pretty sick in the middle of it, and that held up the project. But there's a yeah. there's another element to this that we haven't touched on, guys, and that's um. There's a charity called Beanie's Ark. I'm going to put that in the comments, which is why you'll see me looking down right there because I'm just typing yeah. in Beanie's Ark. Check that out. When, you, when you've got a few minutes to yourself, check out what Beanie's Ark is. You'll see it's a UK-based charity that is driven towards funding cash for the fund them funds research for a very rare, rare form of cancer. I'm not even going to try and pronounce it because I'll make a complete hash of it but it's about that long and it's a word that begins with I to Ryambomastacoma. That's why I told you I wasn't going to try and pronounce it. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's a terrible thing. And it's, it only, yeah. only happens to small children. It's a really rare form of cancer. It's that rare. They don't know how to treat it because yeah. unfortunately these, these children don't last that long. They don't get that much chance to, to, to work with it and treat it. But we are raising friends it's a very close cause to my heart. Someone I went to school with and has been a friend of mine for many years of my life, lost their child to it at, at, at barely two years old. So it seemed like to me the obvious charity to choose. And I'm glad we did. And I'm glad we are going to not only make a difference to, of course, our own lives, becoming part of something you. that's bigger than us. I'm yeah. still here. I'm still here. Okay. It's all good. All right. Yeah. It's, hey. we, we're going to, we're going to, We've we've contributed to something that's going to make us bigger through being part of something that's bigger than us, helping everyone that opens up that book and reads a few chapters, and also to the those little kids that are going to receive the profits from this book, not directly, of course, but to the charity, and then you know could well improve their lives. Who knows? You know, my dream and vision is that they may even we may even this charity's raised two million pounds already. And the next goal is five million. We can help them do that, and that might even be enough to find a cure for this damn thing. Who knows? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's all good intentions. When you work with good intentions, which we genuinely have, good things are gonna only good things can come of that. So, yeah, I agree with you, man. Rock and fire, rock and fire. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We still need to get that on a t-shirt, Eric. <laughs> yes, rock and fire, big fella. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where we are in the, in this, but I wanted to 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 give some thanks uh, to some other people before I go. It's something I haven't done before mm-hmm. when we do this, but um, you know, um, <laughs> uh, man, I got to give thanks to my wife. Thirty three years we've been together, and thirty one of them married. Uh, I want to thank her for uh, all the support that she's given me, man, and just being there and working with. Um, you know, working with me as we struggle through the different challenges that we had. I really love you, baby. Thank you. Also, my three children, Christopher, Alexia, and Ariana. And, man, uh, the people who, um, wow, who I wouldn't be here. <laughs> my mother, my father, all the challenges and uh, things that we've gone through. I really appreciate the two of you. And um, I now understand why, you know, we went through the challenges that we went through. I thank you. And also, too, uh, couple of my heroes my sister and uh, my brother you know um we've gone through some things but we still pushing through and i love you guys all so thank you very much you got it eric you got it brother we're gonna get that on um i reckon you know i'm gonna set a new goal for us both we've got to get that ac fixed man i can't believe i thought you're on on six figures brother and you can't even get the ac fixed in your house i know man i gotta get a good i gotta get a better air conditioning guy he just just keeps making my eyes water man Uh, so yeah (laughs) i reckon we get rock we've got um how many days we got to the end of the year i don't know less than 20 i guess 23 do you reckon we can get rock and fire on a t-shirt by the end of the year we're gonna get one. I'm gonna call my guy. I reckon we could do it. I'm I reckon we can do it. Let's get a design together. Let's get some out there. <laughs> hey, you know, yes. man, I do this for my I do this for my six grandkids too, man. I left them out. I didn't mean to, but that's that's part of that's my heart, man. My six pack. You know, that's a reason that's a lot of why I do what I do, man. So um to my six pack, I love you guys too. So <laughs> wow. 
six pack. I like it. And <laughs> just just to give some perspective here, perspective. You've been with your wife thirty three years. I've only been alive thirty four. So you've been with you a lot. Why? I'm not sure how that makes you feel, but you've been with your wife almost longer than I've even been on the planet. That's crazy. That's crazy, man. That's that in itself yeah. is such a huge achievement, though, in the modern world we're in to yeah. to be have to be steadfast with one person for that long. So, congratulations on that, man. Just the, the bond you must have must be incredible. So, yeah. you know, I mean, that, it's, it's that uh, an achievement within itself. That's been part of my challenge. How, how do I how do I stay with my wife when you know, my parents split when I was four, you know, and my father was around, but you know, how, how, how do you, how do you, you know, keep a household together, you know, as a married couple, how do you stay together and not break up? We used to always have that conversation. Well, you're going to have that one year, one year itch. You're ready to go. You got the seven year itch. You're ready to go. The 10 year itch. You're ready to go. <laughs> and yeah. so, you know, there's a lot of challenges, man. And then being the father, I, I just kind of, man, you know, something you got to do is you just have to, figure out how you want it. And that's how you start operating it, man. And that's how I create the family environment that we have here, man. And we just, we just, you know, do it the way we want to want it to be done because her parents split up too, you know, but, uh, and it's created a, a beautiful environment, man, around here. So. You yeah. You've got to be careful of those patterns because, you know, some things are taught, some things are caught. Oh, actually, yes. my parents split up, my parents, my parents split up when about the same ages as as you did uh, as yours yeah. did for you sorry about three four uh, years old and, um yeah man those those patterns can try and play out for you and you gotta yeah. be you know you gotta be aware of them and you gotta do a lot of inner work to make sure that you change that paradigm and have that paradigm shift so yeah that's a whole other podcast though, i think eric <laughs> <laughs> that's it a is, whole buddy. Other podcast. <laughs> power to itself in the next we'll get into that one day. <laughs> In the next, in the next book, in the next chapter, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more of life struggles. Yeah, because look, good way to wrap it up. Those those struggles aren't going to stop coming. They'll keep coming. They'll keep presenting, and you'll keep overcoming them. So, yeah. stay happy, stay healthy, stay hungry, folks, and keep on hustling. Eric, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today. I look forward to having you on again. If you haven't got that copy of the book, guys, it's in the comments there. Hunger for the Hustle, just search it on YouTube, uh, Google. You're going to find it. Uh, get your copy for less than a cup of coffee. I'm out. Over and out. So is Eric. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Jake. Thank you, everybody. Take care. Just keep pushing. <laughs>